bed is moving really fast. It's just because it's the, the scales. So Can small. you make the scales more? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm starting. Officially, this is it. <laughs> just think of what you're going to say because then don't forget what you're going to say. Stop. <laughs> okay, here we are in Gordon's Bay. I'm sitting with Makita and Stuart, and Makita's been on an amazing journey with her health. Um, and I want to, to share um, her story with you. And her health has um, been improving over the last several months. It's not perfect yet, but I think your story is very valuable. And Stuart, of course, has been an incredible support to you. Mm-hmm. So I want Stuart's side of the story as well, because it's not easy when your spouse is going through what Makita's gone through. And very often there's resistance from the husband or the wife or the partner of the person. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that people realize how important that support is and how you went about it and what your choices were. So I think let's start off with your story. You can just talk and tell me um, where it started. Tell your history. Okay. And uh, I'll listen. And so will everybody else. And I know this is going to help a lot of other people. So just share. doesn't matter how gory it sounds. <laughs> um, okay. Go for it. Cool. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate um, yeah, you in general as a whole. You really have been a godsend. And the fact that you really believe in my story and the power of it. So thanks so much. Okay, sure. It's a long story, but dating all the way back to when I was very young. I mean, I was, I've always been sick for as long as I can remember. I've always had something wrong with me. Um, so I, I was an asthmatic what, what as a child. What were those things? Oh, asthma, mm. okay. I had an asthma as a child, like from very young. Um, that sort of runs in the family. But then as I got older, I got, I started developing things like it. I got anemia. I got lactose intolerance. I was just always tired, I think, as a result of the anemia. I always had like dizzy spells I'd get up and I was always dizzy um and I was just I always had bruises on my body I was just like easily bruised easily injured um and it always took me a while to recover from something and if and when I did then something else would kind of sneak in so that was all through my childhood years can I ask you one question what medication did they put you on mostly at that stage, I mean, I was always on a on an inhaler, an asthma pump, yeah. my asthma. And um, when I had asthma attacks, then I'd go on the nebulizer. I don't know what okay. all those things are, yeah. like the actual meds. Um, so I guess antibiotics. No, I actually was never, to my knowledge, I, w- I never went on antibiotics. Okay. Um, but it was always kind of just chronically, more so as a, when I was older. But chronically, it was just like a lot of painkillers all the time okay. immune boosters supplement vitamin supplements just to like okay i've got an iron deficiency okay we're in, increasing the intake of red meats but then i'm also taking all these iron tablets and okay. then i'm also taking what calcium tablets because apparently that helps with absorption i don't know whatever i was told i just did it okay. <laughs> um so i remember that as a child and then yeah and then as i got older I guess as I got into, as I hit puberty, then obviously, you know, my periods came and my periods were heavy and painful. And I thought, okay, it's still new. It'll probably ease up as I get older. Only just, only got worse. Um, My cycles were very short, like 21 days, maybe, Mm -hmm. um, maybe less. And just always very heavy. I was bedridden for at least two days every month. Um, Oh, gosh. How long did your period actually last? Actually only lasted like three days because it was so heavy. Gosh. Um, <laughs> so, and hence yeah. the anemia must have got worse. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I remember. I mean, missing days of va- even varsity. Um, teachers, you know, lectures always like, okay, Makita's absent again. <laughs> like, had to always, you know, be um, making requests for extensions for assignments and date changes for exams and tests. It was really just a disaster. And by this time, we were married. We got married in our last year of um, of university. Um, so yeah, it was just, anyway, it was just very hectic. So Stu knows all of this, you know, from varsity yeah. days when things were, I guess, starting to escalate. Um, yeah. And, and then, joint pain. yeah. And then I started getting more like, just like, um, sort of targeted muscle aches and joint pains and stuff. Um, like one day my neck would be sore and then the next day my back would be sore. Then the next day my arm and then my leg and then my ankle. I was just always, always in pain. More painkillers. Um, yeah, more painkillers. 
Um, I remember, I'm trying to think, okay, so I've gone through varsity. Then, so Stuart and I got married, and then I, um, I remember soon after we got married, we, we got some rare form of a typhoid-related thing we picked up in KZN, um, which ended up killing, was it, was it 11 or 14 people? Well, because this thing had broken out and it killed, mm. it ended up, I think it was 11 people that it killed, and it almost killed us. We got back. We were so sick, um, and that definitely, I knew that that had somehow shifted my health because after that, I, I really wasn't the same. But I remember... Um, Quite a big, a big thing that happened then was my my uh, my period pains were just so intense, and she had to rush me to the gynae, and um, she explained to me that there were some, I don't know, issues and complications, and that my, pretty much my only choice, my only option was um, a contraceptive um, called the patch. So it's like the pill, but it's different in the sense that you change it every week as opposed to every day. Okay. Um, so we were very like wary of going onto hormonal contracept- contraceptives just because of the implications. But because we were desperate and literally because I was told this was my only mm. option and didn't know any better, we're like, okay, well, let's do it. Um, it eased the symptoms. So my periods became shorter, less intense as far as pain go- is concerned. Um, but then slowly but surely, which we only realized much later, all these other symptoms started to creep in. So that's when suddenly my mus- my, ba- my body was always aching. Um, and I started developing these weird um, food uh, reactions to, to food. So um, my first... Um, instance of wheat intolerance was from that from the patch. Okay, I got this. I developed this very severe um, citrus allergy. Like I'd have. When you said allergy, what were the reactions you got to it? Um, Digestive so or yeah, um, I would. I'd really just. I'd throw up the whole night <laughs> oh, <my laughs> if way. I had a little bit. Of, you know how often people would put a little bit of lemon in a salad yeah. or cook with it on a chi- on chicken or in fu- oh, whatever food. If there was the slightest hint of any citrus in anything, I would throw up the whole night. And to the point where my, my, I guess my whole, my organs felt bruised um, and I couldn't eat for like a day or two the next day. No, the wheat was more just an intolerance. So I felt, I'd often just feel like uncomfortable and bloated and um, a little bit sore maybe, but there was, it was never as extreme as the citrus. So that was the first time like I started reacting to foods in that way. Um, and then it just, yeah, it just got worse and worse and worse to the point where, was it 18 months after, yeah? Yeah, 18 months, yeah. But a year and a half after we were married, I, I, we put two and two together and we were like, this all started when I went on the patch. Um, so I remember asking Stu to just like, to just rip it off. I was like so tired and sore and sick and tired of being sick and tired. Um, and that was it. That I was just like, okay, I'm done with Western medicine. It is. It has only made things worse. There has never been any improvement. I've always relied on it and it's never helped me. And so I guess that's probably when I can say my, my this, what I call my holistic journey to healing mm. or to health, has, that's when it started. And that was, I guess... Yeah, beginning of beginning of 2015 yeah yeah so two almost three years ago um yeah and then from there i sought out um sort of a homeopath and um yeah it was amazing she she put me on all these like natural things which actually did help um it like balanced out you know so obviously now i was off the off the patch and um, yeah, it helped. It, it's like balance things out nicely, slowly over time. But balance things out made things yeah just easier and more better to cope with, um, which is amazing. Um, and then anyway, she went on maternity leave, and I found another homeopath. And I think I think what happened was my body, because I'd suddenly got this break from Western medicine. It was like, oh, cool, awesome, this is great. Like, we're on some natural stuff now. And so it's almost like I was thriving for that, like, for those few months that I was with um, the, the first homeopath. But then uh, after a bit of time, it realized, because now I've obviously learned that diet is a huge part of this mm-hmm. as well, which then I didn't realize. I was all like, okay, I just need to change to natural medicine and I'll be fine. But then I think when my body realized that my diet wasn't changing, then I started kind of declining again. Mm. So there was a bit of a peak. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... It must be very disheartening again. It was, mm-hmm. yeah. Like but I'm trying to do things better <laughs> and more natural. Yeah, now. totally. But I, I just remember the, the first thing that the that homeopath put you on was, um, or suggested that you cut out sugar. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, and that... You know, I mean, Makita always used to have quite a big sweet tooth. Mm. 
and um, so there was one dietary change that you made yeah and so then he said cut out sugar was it for three months or I can't even I don't even know if it was that long maybe yeah I feel like maybe two yeah but it was like a it wasn't long before you know before you started um, not wanting sugar anymore like you'd have a, Mm. a sweet apple and then you'd be like, no, this is too sweet, you know, do you want it? Yeah, it took two weeks. Um, I remember mm. that. After t- mm. two weeks, we went out for dinner and we got a smoothie to a share. Milkshake. A milkshake. to share. <coughs> and it was like quite, oh, I don't know, was it very sweet? Like no. for you, it wasn't that sweet. But for me, I was like, oh, gosh, I can't eat this. I can't drink this. Mm. It was so sweet for me. So it's amazing. It, it just shows how quickly our bodies actually can yeah. adapt to this change because it's the way our bodies were created mm. to eat, you know. So, yeah, c- cutting out sugar was that initial change and I've, I've really felt the difference um but yeah so I had this awesome peak do you want to say something no oh, had this peak and then suddenly started to decline again um and then so that was all sort of mid beginning to mid 2015 fast forward to end of last year this time last year actually um so Stuart and I have a like a design company and um it was we'd just come out of a very bad winter you know how in winter Mm. everything shuts down and business is slow and it was our first winter so we didn't know we didn't we weren't really prepared um anyway we got to this point towards the end of winter where we were like okay we need to find jobs (laughs) this is not working and it was really hard for both of us because it was it felt like a baby that we'd conceived together and raised Mm. to this point i think it was a year away yeah oh now it was just about to die yeah and it was just like a hard reality to face and it was quite like it was quite traumatizing but we were just like we have to just do it you know we Mm. that it just didn't work you know lots of businesses fail anyway so we were in that kind of frame frame of mind and and then suddenly 11th hour long story but 11th hour suddenly suddenly something came through and the business just went to the next level and we weren't prepared for that <laughs> because we were stressed. Start, stressing out yeah. about not being doing well and now you were stressing out because you had too much yeah, to do exactly so it was like this whole spiel um anyway then now this brings me to like the cr- main the crux of the story um this one day there was just like a whole lot of things that happened that went wrong it was like the kind of day where everything that could have gone wrong went wrong um that morning it was a friday morning um, and just for context, Saturday, so we've got a retail store at the waterfront, um, and then we also had the biscuit mill on, on Saturday. Um, on Saturday, so on Saturday, we went two places at once. At this point, it was still just me and Stuart. We didn't have, we didn't really have staff. We had a couple of people helping out, but it was like hectic. So basically, Friday nights was all nighters, us sitting oh up making merchandise for these two days. So that's. So Friday comes, my scooter breaks down in the highway. By the time we get back to the to the spot where it broke down with a bucky, it's gone. <laughs> so it gets stolen the same day. It's like sentimental because my parents bought it for me for my 21st and like a graduation oh, present. Um, and then that night we like up late and making making watches and stuff. And then my laptop breaks, my laptop falls on the floor. My coffee falls on my laptop, so my laptop's broken. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we just got to keep going. Um and then, yeah, you next morning... You had another morning, cup of coffee to keep you going. I did, it wasn't even coffee. It was decaf. I've <laughs> okay. never actually been able to handle caffeine. but um, Or maybe it was tea. I don't know. Anyway, mm. and then the next morning, I mean, if we got any sleep, it would have been an hour or two. So got mm. to the got to the shop, and I, I then had to man the shop for, what is it, nine hours from 10 to, 10 to 7. Um, had to man the shop for, like, nine hours. And... Um, so set up the shop. Stuart was was judging at an innovation conference, so I so we couldn't like share the shift or whatever. So I braced myself. I was tired. I hadn't had breakfast, but I was like, just I got to do it. So set up the shop, and then realized that the um, something was missing. So I called the lady who'd helped us the previous day and asked if she had if she'd taken it by mistake, and she said yes. Okay, so I packed up the shop again, then left <laughs> to go get the thing, and then came back like packed out the shop again the display and then realized there was something else missing i called her and asked if she had it and she said oh yes i'm so sorry and i just 
it the vault just opened and I just cried <laughs> and sure. I cried and I cried and I cried and now I'm a weeper so I cry when I'm happy I cry when I'm sad I cry when I'm stressed but this was like another type of crying <laughs> like Niagara Falls <laughs> yeah, totally um, and I say that because I'm not that kind of person that bottles things up I'm mm. very much like very expressive I will cry mm. uh, you know if I need to cry and I'll have my moment where I'm just alone in the bedroom and I just cry and then I feel better and then mm. I can go on so it wasn't like I was building things up emotionally but the stress and mm. and what goes with it dietary wise i mean we were eating we were eating at eastern food bazaar every night mm. <laughs> which is like just like eating late we're spon- sponsored by takeaway <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like eating takeaways and you know whatever's fast and easy and yeah. convenient but it's not healthy obviously even like yeah. and that's a common mistake a lot of people do is when they're under stress they eat a lot worse yeah at mm. that time you actually need to say i'm going into a stressful time well, let me just at least just eat apples. You know what I mean? Mm. We'll go and we'll live on fast food and chocolates and whatever's in front of us. Yeah. Mm. Instead of saying, all right, I'm going to stress. Let me keep it simple. Mm. It'll be apples and baked potatoes or something just simple. Yeah. yeah. We don't. And we don't plan. Yeah. You don't plan mm. to be stressed. Plan. It just yeah. happens. And then you just, yeah. the food just happens. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, what, where was I? So then oh, you yeah, had the so whole I just breakdown. Cried. Yeah. And I literally, it, well, that's what it was. I had this nervous breakdown where I just cried Stu called me I think he must have sent something was wrong because he had no reason to call and he just called and I picked up I, I pressed answer I couldn't say hello I was just you know that like sobbing like I was just crying and Stu was like yeah I'm coming and then he he came and obviously pulled out of whatever was happening and um, relieved me from the shop I sat in the car just weeping we I wept all the way home I wept for five days straight in bed I couldn't Stop! <laughs> it was just like the last door. Probably so just saying I've had enough. Yeah, and then but that was more like the, this is more like that. It almost happened in two parts. So part mm. A was like the nervous breakdown where I just like cried. I developed um, social anxiety, which is oh, very gosh. unlike me. I love I love social context. I love mm. people. Um, love meeting new people, and the thought of seeing anybody, even like somebody I know, mm. <laughs> in, the thought of seeing somebody besides anybody besides Stuart freaked me out like I couldn't bear the thought of it so I had severe social anxiety to the point where I couldn't even go to the shops to buy groceries um now Stu's absorbed my load at work because I can't work because I'm a mess and my load is heavy his load is heavy so now he's working I've got social anxiety stuck at home it was an absolute disaster I had developed a tremor for about three weeks in my right hand so now you're also worrying about your husband yeah because he's now probably getting sick and uh, and but then at the same time, I'm also like, um, quality time is my love language. So I need, I need, I, I only feel loved when you know what I mean. Like I, I feel loved and safe when I'm getting quality time with yes. the person in question. And so it's like this whole disparity where I'm like, okay, Stuart, of course he can't spend time with me. He's busy and he's trying to mm-hmm. you know keep this family going. But like he's not spending time with me. You know, it's just it's really oh, it's just, honestly, like I can say it now, like you know, with a bit of a laugh, but I felt like I was going crazy. I felt like I was losing my mind because I were, I've never been this way inclined. You know, it's not, I've never experienced anxiety in my life. And before. while you're having this breakdown, how are you eating at home? I wasn't eating. Okay. I wasn't, I was crying. That's what I was doing. Hmm. I, I mean, there wasn't even food in the fridge. Hey, okay? how were you eating? Takeaways. Takeaways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think he'd come back with takeaways and I just, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't eat anything. Hmm. So that was uh, the nervous side of my breakdown. That was like this time last year, well, early November. Mm. And then eventually after the week of crying, I like things started to ease up a little bit to the point where I could, you know, muster up the courage to contact a counselor. And I found that that really helped. Mm. Generally, I'm a verbal processor, so I was like, oh, why have I not done this before? <laughs> um, I've needed this all my life. But, yeah, it was really good to just process specifically that very stressful period, you know, mm-hmm. going from, oh, my gosh, like we had this business which we really believed in, now we're about to lose it, now, now we're doing so well that we can't keep up. Like that's a mm-hmm. lot of emotional and mental stuff to na- like work through. So once we'd kind of worked through the more, like the stuff, the like urgent stuff, mm-hmm. you know, um, that was causing the breakdown then my body was like oh wait me too <laughs> I'm also not well <laughs> you've also been de- like neglecting me so things eased up sort of mentally or emotionally and then physically I mean I just took a huge knock um, suddenly I was having okay so, so suddenly I, I developed I developed stomach ulcers so I was um, 
I guess, informally diagnosed with the yeah, stomach ulcers. But then again, I was just put on tablets that I, I'm sure like exacerbate the problem. Mm. Um, and the, I, I remember my first, what I call episode, um, basically I started waking up in the middle of the night with these um, agonizing like cr- spasm cramps in mm-hmm. my in my ab- like in my gut, and the only way I can describe it, it's, it's quite graphic, but really the only way I can describe it, you know when you take a, a wet dishcloth mm-hmm. and you wring it until there's mm-hmm. nothing left and it actually starts to warp or like yes. distort or bend, yes. it felt like somebody had stabbed my my organs until they were bleeding and then wrung them until oh. they stopped bleeding. That's how honestly that's what it felt so like. So were you was crying happening. out in pain? Yeah, so I, I, I think the first time I woke up, I was screaming. Um, I've got a high pain threshold. I always have because of my yeah. pains and things that I've lived with. But I woke up, I think I woke up screaming um, and then I tried to get out of bed and I sort of semi-collapsed because I, I, I was doubled over because of the pain. Stuart was like trying to figure out if he needed to take me to the hospital. I, I, very much like hospital is last or let's mm. see if it passes. Only got worse and worse and, and wh- worse. What are you thinking while this is going on? <laughs> I thought... Um, so, I mean, it was an, an extremely scary. I mean, I remember ringing my parents at like, I mean, this was two or three. Yeah, two or three in the morning, ringing yeah. my parents. And this is after you've had this like nervous breakdown. So they're like, oh my word, now no. yeah. she's having a and, physical um, breakdown. Mm. Yeah, so they were, um, I was just calling to ask, you know, where the closest hospital is. And, um, and yeah, I guess it was kind of just like emergency mode. Like, what did you think was wrong? Yeah, just I don't what's know. your worst fear? Like she's got some cancer, or yeah, what, what would you think? Probably, I, I thought it was like a burst appendix. Okay. Um, or something, something to that effect. Mm. But yeah, I remember just running down, with you know, carrying Mikita in my arms, like down to the car. Um, oh no, wait. Yeah. Anyway, somehow got you to the car, and then um, mm. yeah, I don't think my foot left the you know, full throttle the whole way to the hospital. <laughs> like, we got to the hospital, the brakes were overheating, the clutch was overheating, the engine was overheating. Um, yeah, and, gosh. Um, yeah, I got to the hospital and then they just gave me get a whole bunch of painkillers and... Couldn't um, find anything yeah, specifically. No, like every other doctor and specialist I've seen, it's IBS, yeah, take some painkillers. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, I, w- I was screaming and crying all the way to the hospital. And then they couldn't help me. Um, and I think they were kind of considering potentially keeping me in overnight. But we were like, oh, it's really just pointless. By that time, it had started to ease a little bit. Mm. So the painkillers pain had eased the pain. Yeah. yeah. But then I was like also aware that they're probably destroying my stomach lining as well. More <laughs> <laughs> stress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, so we went home and then that was the very first time. Over that festive period, I think it happened about 40 times. So it was last, this yeah. last December? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Into 40 Jan. times? Yeah. Not even exaggerating. And what did you do? it was happening. You had painkillers with you or went to the hospital? So I discovered, um, I was taking stuff for ulcers and yeah, there was yeah, this like... Yeah, there was that C or whatever. Linamid, yeah. yeah. It was like this emergency antacid that I discovered worked. <laughs> um, and so I took that every time I started like feeling the symptoms. Um, and then again, it was like, okay, this is helping, but it's 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 causing more damage act- actually. It's just like suppressing mm-hmm. the symptom. There needs to be another way. Um, but we, I mean, really, we tried so many things. We'd been to so many doctors. We'd spent so much money trying to find the problem and we couldn't. Mm-hmm. So it was really just like, is this how, yeah, anyway. And like, you know, we were scared. We were like, do I have cancer? What do I have? <laughs> this is hectic. Um, and just just being in the dark like that was also just very, very traumatizing and scary. Um, but yeah, and then, so it happened about 40 times over the festive season. And um, I mean, I've always been quite a joyful person. And I, I mean, I, as I got, a, got more and more sick over the years, I could feel I was I was losing my joy like just becoming mm. less and less joyful more and more moody grumpy excuse my language but like quite a bitch actually um like I could be really mean and I just didn't have the energy like I f- it was almost like an external um <laughs> expression of what was happening internally mm. you know so this woman has now changed considerably since you met and married her 
at that stage. Um, at any, that stage, At yeah. any time, you're sort of running away. You <laughs> 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 can you be really honest. You <laughs> <laughs> really love you. He's <laughs> <laughs> a good fan. <laughs> um, so yeah, just so now, physically, I'm feeling awful. Emotionally, I'm feeling awful. People around me are feeling awful because of the oh, way wow. I'm speaking to them, and oh, really, it was just awful. Um, and then, yeah. Um, sorry, I've lost my train of thought. Where was I? Okay, so you had yeah, this physical season. breakdown, festive season. At about 40. Yeah, fast forward to the beginning of the year, um, we discovered um, a place in, in Cape, somewhere like northern suburbs of Cape Town that does um, very um, thorough like lab testing with mm. bloods and gut panel and everything. So we forked out another few thousand and did that. And it was helpful in the sense that it gave me uh, like some answers. Mm. Um, um, so the answers, I guess, the one test result um, came back and told me that I was intolerant to a whole lot of foods, including mm-hmm. a lot of like natural foods like bri- like rice and corn or maize and um, potatoes and some fruits and some vegetables. And um, yeah, like then the usual things also like gluten, um, dairy, eggs. Um, All meats, pretty much. Yeah, a whole bunch. No, meats were actually fine. I wasn't intolerant um, mm. according to the test, but... Anyway, so I was like, okay, so that, that was the one result. The other result came back saying that um, basically I, I didn't have my... Basically that my good gut bacteria had su- had surpassed my... No? My bad gut bacteria had, had surpassed my good ba- gut bacteria. And <coughs> obviously in order to function properly, they have to be working in e- yeah. equilibrium. So that gave me some answers. I was like, okay, cool. Like I can work with this. This is what's happening. I need to just cut out the foods I'm intolerant to, work with the ones I'm fine with. And then I should be fine, mm. you know. Um, so I think after cutting out the foods I was intolerant to, by that time I had cut out meat because I'd found that every time I ate meat, even just like chicken or fish, like mm. not even the heavy stuff, I'd, it would hurt me. I would mm. have those episodes. So I cut that out completely, eased up for a little bit, then started up again, cut out the things I was intolerant to, eased up a little bit, um, and then, you know, just like started up again. I was having Why am these I not getting again. this message? Yeah, and um, very frustrating because we were like, okay, cool, getting better. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I got to the point where I wasn't able to eat anything. I remember one day so clearly having a sweet potato, just like plain boiled sweet potato with parsley and some red onion. And I had an episode. I was in so much pain after eating that. And I was like, okay, something is very wrong. I literally cannot eat anything. Got to the point where I couldn't eat anything. Um and yeah i just i wasn't able to eat i wasn't even even water would hurt me i guess like yeah ph i don't know whatever calcium minerals it would hurt me Mm. um and it was that was more or less when you came into my life and (laughs) i was like just yeah so it was that was more or less when when we met um i think yeah i I think i explained to you like wasn't it june wasn't it no, because remember I went raw in May. It was March. March. We met in March, yeah. yeah. Um, and and it's now, just for people that are listening, it's now October, mid-October. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I literally, um, I, I came, so basically the way, for the people listening, the way Mary and I met, Marianne and I met was at a talk um, in Pinelands. Mm. Um, Marianne had driven out to Pinelands for a talk at... Um, in a in a beautiful home there and had brought some food from her emporium and she just spoke to us and educated about us about food over over dinner mm. um, and I really loved that context it was a small like setup and um, you were just you shared your story which yeah. I found absolutely remarkable um, and other test like testimonies of other people like clients of yours and I was just I felt I felt like a little twinge of hope and like, oh, maybe she can help me, <laughs> you know, um, which is a, like something I've felt so many times and I've been yeah. disappointed and I, I've been hurt a lot um, by people I've trusted who mm. only just like, you know, ended up hurting me more with like Western medicine. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, I haven't heard any medicine yet. You know, mm. she sounds legit. Um, and yeah, just chatting to you, I, I, I could tell you really knew what you were talking about and, you know, you just you didn't look your way, you didn't look as old as you said you were. And I was like, okay, there must be something to this and um yeah and so that was march and then i remember contacting you properly like officially Mm. after that night and sending you my health assessment information and yeah you then explained to me why three months on fully raw plant-based diet would be 
would be beneficial. You did some um, fasting as well, didn't you? But later on. Later on, you told me to, yeah. to do yeah, fasting like once a, a, a week. Mm-hmm. And I remember, oh man, in the beginning I really battled. Like mm. my, my gut was just so inflamed and acidic mm. that I couldn't. Like I would go a, a couple of hours without food and it actually felt like, like the acid was was, mm. was eating away at my gut, yeah. at my actual organs. That's what it felt like because yeah. there wasn't food to work with. It was just so you know, um, in such a bad, bad state. Um, but then, I mean, now, I mean, I had a fast two days ago. I can fast the whole day easily, very happily. No pain, no discomfort. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. So that's, that's probably like the, the most apparent way to see, um, how far I've come. Yeah. It's like, I can actually just yeah, fast, can fast day. easily. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that. Then I went on the raw. You said I should go on the raw. Mm-hmm. And I was, I don't know. I was like, I guess it was quite daunting, but at the same time, I couldn't eat anything else. So mm. it made sense to me. That was the way it was heading anyway, mm. that raw fruit and veg was the only thing I could eat. Um, but yeah, um, I found, I found that, yeah, like I was also just like, it's my, it's my only hope. Like yeah. really my body is shutting down and I, I don't have any formal diagnoses or official paperwork to confirm what's wrong with me but mm. all I can tell you is that my body is shutting down and is shutting down fast Stuart and I had quite a tender moment the other day um, I think I was like quite sore I, I've just I've ju- just coming out of an, a, another sort of phase of detox because mm-hmm. I've found that it's been happening in waves yes. like phases um, like every I don't know it's actually not, I can't even guess when it's happening but I've just come out of about a week of detox and Stu and I I was just like feeling quite overwhelmed because of how much I don't know how much like money my health is, has cost us um, and just admin and and him having to like be the sole breadwinner for so long it's only recently that I've been able to actually start looking for you know start making an mm. income again and even then it's not like a regular salary it's like a decent amount when it comes through but it's not like it's coming through regularly mm. so it's been a, it's been a big burden on Stuart you know a big like um, responsibility and I just remember saying I'm so sorry <laughs> like I'm trying I'm you know hoping I can get better soon and sorry <laughs> um, and um, yeah so you did tell us tears came easily and you <laughs> express yourself so we understand <laughs> so uh, yeah we're having this conversation and just um, and they just sort of um, I guess just thinking back to you know the journey that we've travelled over the last nine months or whatever and or yeah, close to yeah, 11 yeah. yeah pretty much a year now and um and um yeah and just thinking back to the holiday december december january holiday last christmas um january I mean, this year january so yeah, yeah so january this year i mean i i sort of thought that that may be the last holiday we'd ever have together um i didn't say that to Mikita and she sort of thought the same as well she didn't say it to me but I mean you know we both thought that she was dying yeah um, I mean it was that that extreme gosh um, and um, yeah so it was just amazing to to think back on that like where where we've come from now where she was on so many medications and and in um, in such a bad place health-wise and emotionally and and everything to be in a place now where you on know a, she's not on a scale of 1 to 10 compared to say beginning of the year and now how much has your health improved because I know it's not perfect yet mm. Mm. if you had to say you were at zero in January where yeah. are you now on that scale oh man I mean I, like I know there's still more more improvements to happen but I, I want to say like seven or eight <laughs> that's <laughs> really fantastic. like which is amazing because um yeah I, I think I've said this to friends before like thinking really hard if I think back um I think the last time I felt just normal and had whatever adequate levels of energy was when I was 11 I'm a word which is a long time ago and I guess how even old are you now just I'm 26 26 so it's oh 15 gosh. years <laughs> of just like chronic illness I'm um, a word and I think also just thinking about it and, and obviously I've learned a great deal mm-hmm. about the body and about nutrition and food and mm-hmm. the links between diet and disease and how our bodies work so well with plants and how plants, you know, yeah. it's just, I've learned so much from your book, from you, from, you know, my own journey and experience. 
Um, and uh, just thinking about it, that's obviously when puberty, when puberty, you start to mm. enter puberty. And obviously, you know, like, as I've learned, the hormonal or endocrine system is what yeah. controls every function in the yes. body. And so, obviously, from the get-go, when I entered puberty, things were just, like, awry. Yeah. And, and, and that's what caused this whole and, thing. And having had asthma as a child, you're using steroid-based drugs, which actually affect your endocrine system in a really negative way. Because you had yeah. asthma before that. So, yeah. so now you're using the sprays and everything else. And just for people that are listening, the most common cause of asthma in children is a dairy intolerance. And then usually preservatives found in juices and dried fruit like sulfur dioxide, hmm. sodium metabisulfate, things that are common preservatives sure. in lots, thousands of foods. So had you or your parents been able to know it and the wonderful thing is you know it now and mm. you can share this with other people mm. that that using the steroids with the asthma and building up to puberty was preparing you for a really difficult time sure. in your life basically yeah. so the good news is mm-hmm. that I say this to people so often is that when you get when you change your diet and start on this journey to wellness you find that you feel better initially and then you go through what is termed either a detox or a healing crisis where the body retraces and goes back to a place where it is trying to repair itself Mm -hmm. and it does it in little spurts so you'll feel these detox symptoms or the healing crisis Mm -hmm. where your body's trying to fix itself and then it'll make sure it's strong enough to go a little bit further so that first healing crisis might be after a month and then the next one might be two or three months later and the next one's six months later and usually the healing crises get less and less and further apart. They're mm. not as strong as they were. So usually the first one's the worst, where mm. you think, I'm supposed to be getting better and I feel so terrible. And that's where you do need the support, where you had the support, you could email us or phone us or yeah. get in touch with myself or Claudia. But that process, if I had to draw it on a graph here on the wall and you were starting down at the bottom, and as you go, you have a healing crisis and it feels like you're slipping back. Mm. And then you get better and better and better. And then you have a healing crisis and you feel like you've got cold or flu for a couple of days. And then you get better and better and better. And if you look at that as a graph, it keeps going up with these little little dips in it. Mm. On, the av- on average, depending on your health history, it can take two to eight years to get to a place where you wow. are completely well all the time. And I think... For you, the frustration of like, I'm doing everything right, but I'm still having these odd bad days or a heavy menstrual period or a mm. something's not quite right. The wonderful thing that I'm seeing in you is that you're listening to your body mm. and you're saying, I was doing better when I was taking 12 Amigas and oh, I'm yeah. not that good on three. You go back to where you were feeling good and stay there until you go through. So we're saying stay on raw during summer. You may find you better being on a virtually 95% raw diet through winter and maybe you're just having a baked sweet potato but definitely with no onions which I'm sure you found now that onions actually can upset your stomach and cause a lot of bloating I have a little bit yeah garlic and onions Mm -hmm. people who have a sensitive constitution like you very often find that they retain water they get puffy eyes or they have digestive problems with any onion or garlic it's got natural um, antibiotics in it which can upset your friendly bacteria so until that bacterial balance is absolutely perfectly balanced, which can take some years. I mean, the bacteria, it's like almost like an organ. There's so many of them. I mean, there's billions of them. And it's, it's got to be in this balance. Mm-hmm. And for most people, it's not because we've had medication, eaten junk diets, yeah. taken antibiotics, mm-hmm. which you've not taken that many. But, you know, stress, eating badly, and then fear. I mean, absolute fear mm-hmm. of us thinking, I'm, I'm dying. Mm-hmm. And I'm never going to see the person that I love. You know, are we going to make it for another year? How long is this going to go on? If you know that you're going through this process of these healing crises and you're going to get to a point, the more regularly you fast and rest your digestive tract in your body and the more you fast, and that's why I tell people to make sure you're keeping one day a week where you rest completely. Stay in bed. And, I mean, I, I get so excited when I see that God is implemented in the Old Testament yeah. to keep the Sabbath and yes. it's a weird thing because in westernized culture 
many people grow up in a Christian-based home and they say we follow the Ten Commandments, but they don't keep the Sabbath. Sabbath. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's there for our benefit. It's yeah. not there because God's trying to spoil our fun. <laughs> so when you do that one day a week where you just rest, get up late, don't make your bed, don't clean the house, just <laughs> don't cook anything, lie around, lie in the sun, read a book, don't do anything related to work, don't go near the shops, you just rest you actually find that your body starts repairing really quickly and if you can, do a one day a week fast. Mm. If you struggle some days, then do it with a bit of carrot juice or a bit of barley grass juice, for example. But resting the digestive tract and resting your entire body and your spirit, your soul, your physical body, your mind, your credit card, you just rest (laughs) everything. So you just know this is one day I'm not going to be spending money. I'm not going to be taking money from anybody. I'm just resting. Mm. That's when we see those two rests, the, the physiological digestive rest and the, the keeping the Sabbath, keeping that yeah. day of rest. That's when we see that process of healing sped up. And instead of being two to eight years, it might be one to three years. Sure. So mm. we see that sped up. So the more rest you're having... Mm. Obviously, you can't run, lie around all day long and all week long, but the regular resting is allowing your body to just... And I find that even though I'm incredibly healthy now, if I don't have that rest or if it's a partial rest, I find I just co- don't cope as well as I'd cope when I do have the rest. Yeah. And people often say to Mark and I, how do you get so much done? You guys are running six, <laughs> seven companies. You're dealing with staff and schools and... And I can tell you now, it's if we didn't have that rest and, and, and rest my digestive tract. I find my digestive tract needs to rest once a week, just mm-hmm. nothing in it. And I can literally get up and my body says, don't eat today. You can feel mm. it. Like, don't eat. You don't, you're not yeah. hungry. You feel fine, but you're just not hungry. And if mm-hmm. I don't listen to my body, that's when I find I start to have little issues, maybe a bit, bit of scratchy throat or a little bit of mucus or I'm feeling a little bit tired, exhausted. Mm. And I think that's what you're going to find as you go along. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I love. Th- sorry. Yeah, I love that you brought up the Sabbath thing because um, something that has been amazing for me is just like finally being like, I get it. You know, like yes. as Christians, we think, oh, the Sabbath, yeah, like cool Sunday at church, but like whatever. You go shopping yeah, 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 and then you go out for lunch and whatever. But like now, I really get it. I'm like, oh wow, like on a sat on. I don't necessarily fast my Sunday, but like on this day, which I now understand as my Sabbath, it's like I can just rest. My I can feel my 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 body's resting, my mind's resting. Yeah. I'm not thinking about like food and what I'm going to buy and what we're going to make and who we're going to eat with and who we're cooking for. Um, and and just like a big thing for me over this journey has also been um, the like the holistic element of us as yeah. human beings like God has created us with mind, body, soul yeah. and those things are supposed to operate in alignment and mm. we're supposed to understand how our bodies work and we're supposed to understand how our emotional systems and minds and brains work and it's just been so amazing and enriching for me as painful as this journey has been it's been so amazing and enriching for me to be like in a place now where I can say I understand what it is to be a holistic mm. being and I understand what God had in mind when he was talking about the Sabbath so yeah, that, that's amazing. Really amazing. I'd like to end there, but I want to ask you another question. Are you doing any exercise? I am, yes. Yeah. So for the longest time, that's another thing. I've always loved being active and yeah. loved the outdoors, but I've always been hindered by sickness yeah. or pain. Yeah. Um, so at school, I was an athlete. I loved athletics, specifically sprints and hurdles. And I would just just sometimes couldn't participate throughout school i mean even (laughs) like with hikes family hikes and outdoor things i'm like the youngest person and i'm like stuck in bed while everyone's hiking so now that i'm obviously getting a lot better i mean i love surfing i love hiking love cycling um i'm doing yeah what i can when i can um but again also just listening to my body like sometimes so generally my routine is i do um i I do like yoga every morning and go for a, a like a brisk walk every morning um but I found the last couple of days, because I've been in detox mode, my body has just been saying rest. And I've rest. been fasting. I think I've fasted t- two or three times in the last week. Or so okay. my body just wants no food. It just wants to be in bed and, good. Re- and rest. rest. You're learning <laughs> um, to listen to it. Which yeah, is yeah, I really have been. Um, so, yes, exercising as much as I can when I can. That's the whole idea is to be active, but listen to your body. If it mm. says lie down, rest, you rest. Yeah. Don't go out and force it to do something. Mm. Mm. I don't know about you, I'm totally inspired by your story and I know many people are going to be inspired by it mm. and um, Stuart, by your persistence to stand by your wife and just mm. be so, such a support and 
And I hope you're looking after yourself in this process. I see you drinking your carrot juice. <laughs> the most amazing thing for me is that you just said to her, to Makeda, I'm you're doing it wrong, I'm doing it with you. And amazing. you just didn't flinch. Mm. Amazing. Have yeah, you felt any benefit? Yeah, I definitely have. Um, and He's the fittest in his exercise group, in his <laughs> workout group. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've felt a huge difference. Not, not so much... Um, with uh, energy wise like I have I have actually funnily enough been struggling a bit with like sleep mm. um, but I think that that might be stress related or something mm. but in terms of, of physical energy like going for because I do a fair amount of trail running mm-hmm. um, in terms of trail running I've noticed a huge huge difference in my lactic acid buildup. so um, I used to um, you know, go for runs and be, if I really pushed myself, you know, I might be stiff for like two days afterwards or something, or even three days. Um, and, uh, and also I'd, my, my muscles would, you know, the lactic acid would build up while I was running, which mm-hmm. is, I think, just a common thing amongst, you know, trail runners. And, um, anyway, I um, I hadn't run for like four months over winter and I'd, we'd been on this mostly raw or I'd, I had been eating some cooked food but I'd mostly been on a raw diet with Makita over winter and um, started trail running again and I went for my first my first run in four months and I wasn't expecting much at all um, and I ended up way exceeding what I used to run when I was you know running three times a week four months ago. Yeah, so you hadn't run for four months. Um, and I wasn't stiff the next day and um, and then the following weekend I went for the longest trail run I've ever done in my life and how long was it? Uh, I don't actually know how many hours? it was probably an hour and a half two hours Um, but very very like up the mountain down the mountain kind of thing and um, yeah, and then went went surfing after that, and like freezing cold water. Normally, after a run like that, I'd get cramps in my legs from the mm-hmm. cold. Didn't get any cramps, and then and then I went for another run later that day. Oh my word! Up Hart <coughs> Bay, up Hart Bay Mountain. Gosh. And and again, I wasn't stiff <laughs> the next day. Amazing. Um, and um, yeah, so for me, that's been the biggest change. I think it's just because my system is more alkaline. Yeah. And there's there's not. I didn't realize, I mean, I, I don't know, I haven't read anything about it scientifically, but I'd imagine if you have a more acidic system, then you have more lactic acid when, you, when you're running and there's more muscle breakdown. You would. Also, the more um, fruit and vegetables you eat that are raw, the more you actually bring oxygen into the body. So mm. your oxygen, your rate at which you burn oxygen, your nitric oxide levels will go ad- up, which mm. will improve the rate at which you're burning oxygen. Mm. Um, and so, because you know, we know that beets are really high in producing nitric oxide in the body, but all fruit and vegetables do mm. that. So you find your endurance improves a lot. Mm. You find your recovery is much better because of mm. it. You're also taking in huge quantities of phytonutrients, antioxidants. So there's very little free radical damage, which is part of the whole lactic acid mm-hmm. and mm. hurting muscles. You know, when you build muscles, you tear them, and when you eat eating naturally, you don't have this tearing thing going on. Mm. Uh, it it's almost like it builds in a different way. Mm. The problem is that nobody fully understands it because there's no money to be made investigating how raw food improves athletes' performance mm. Mm. because there's nothing to sell. Yeah. So it's the athletes. I mean, we're seeing people like Rich Roll, who's mm. a, one of the top 25 fittest men in the world, and he did the Ironman, seven, five Ironman on in seven days mm. in yeah. on five islands. Did you yeah, read yeah. the story? Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> and and you watch it's some, you nice. listen to somebody like him. It's you know people mm. are like this is just not possible. But yeah, you hear these stories, and here you are <laughs> in mm. our and, own and sunny South Africa doing the same thing, yeah. you know, and feeling the benefits. And mm. we we watched a, a documentary that that featured a, a few different. Um, I think they're all including professional athletes, including Rob Rolls, Rob yeah. Um, they're all professional athletes in different spheres. Yeah. And talking about how, you know, they went um, they went vegan or raw vegan. Um, and, you know, they were just talking about how their um, performance has increased. 
and all of them after going I mean it's all very very physical um, disciplines they were in like whether it was parkour or uh, bodybuilding NFL um, you know those kinds of things and they all their performance and recovery increased after they went raw vegan and and um, so I remember thinking like you know I mean that's the first time I'd sort of thought about that side of, of veganism and, and and raw veganism because up until um, that point really it was about Makita getting well yeah and I hadn't and it wasn't it was, about uh, performance yeah and it was only after I started you know went for a run and like you know way exceed way surpassed my, the performance that I'd had when I was so-called fit from four mm. months back and um it was only then that it really sunk in like wow you know it's actually my body really enjoys you know really enjoys this diet and yeah. um, it's a lifestyle yeah <laughs> so do you have mm. a blog or a website i know you've got a really nice business you have these amazing watches that you wear <laughs> mm. Thank you. what is your website for the people can contact the you if they want to well, know what Miki, you do. has got a your I've got a little sort of health blog type yeah. thing. <laughs> and I also want to promote your one. business. I think <laughs> it's great. So give me your business cool. contact details and your your little blog. Okay, so the okay the blog is Taste and See. Um, so if you go to Facebook, it's Taste and See Health. And on Instagram, it's taste and see underscore health. And uh, yeah, I do blog updates. I share um, did you knows, tips of the day, recipes. Lots um, of stories on Instagram. Lots of cool yeah, <laughs> <laughs> stories of the stuff I'm making. Um, and I've got a little plant ba- plant-based private chef. Um, like business that's going as well so if you want some nice plant-based recipes made and delivered <laughs> then awesome. contact me um, yeah and then my email address is taste and see health at gmail.com and then and then um, yeah and then our, our design business is um, or predominantly we have a brand called Battelle and Did you spell it? B-E-T-T-E-L mm-hmm. um, and that's a, a range of handcrafted wooden watches and small leather accessories like wallets and watch straps purses um and that you still have a shop at the waterfront yeah yeah so that's and then we have a yeah shop at the the watershed at the waterfront and then in we Cape have Town. Yeah. yeah and then we have a um our workshop in musenberg where we make the watches and yeah um yeah so the website for that is batalsa.com mm. and um yeah, and mm. then we shop F34 in the fashion aisle at the watershed, at the waterfront. To get technical. <laughs> well, people need to know where to find it, because watershed is quite a big place. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and your so business is doing better? Yes. Yeah. yeah that, mm. that whole big thing that happened was good yeah. <laughs> in the long term. It was just stressful in the beginning. But yeah, um, yeah we're growing. You're growing, yeah. Mm. And growing as people, and I think that's what life's about. Mm. Yeah. Definitely growing in every area. I thank you very much for your time. Yeah, and thank you um, for having us. Really enjoyed listening to you and getting this feedback and I'm so excited for you because it's just such a wonderful future ahead. It's just... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we're so excited whole, to so just be tell me the meaning of your name again. Oh, my name. Um, Makita. So the one meaning is the dawning of a new day. And that's what's and happening here. It's this whole journey is the dawning of a new day. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> And and then the other meaning is panther in the blossoms. Panther in the blossoms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's quite random. Well, that, that, that is strength and beauty. And if I look at you and see what you've gone through, there's a lot of strength and mm. there's a lot of beauty. So, great name. Well named. Your parents mm-hmm. must have had this, like, prophetic ability. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a whole other story behind yeah, that. Yeah, it's a whole story behind that, actually. <laughs> thank you mm. so much for your time and uh, I'd like to have you back in at least another year and get mm. the rest the rest awesome. of the journey yeah. <laughs> thank you so much Marianne mm. thank you <laughs>